you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. I was just telling Brooke about this uh, MMA fighter. I don't know if anybody watched the uh, the fight, but this girl got pummeled. And she went from, you know, I mean, she's you know, good looking girl. Yeah, she's pretty. Girl. And in the second picture at the end, her forehead, she looked like, uh, what, what was the name of that character? It's like the blue guy. Oh, the Megamind. Megamind. That's what she looked like when she was done. She looked like Megamind. It's actually a really great movie. Poor thing. I just worry about her brain. I'm like, oh my God, like she for sure had major concussions. Had to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Concussion and CT is a big thing right now. Ooh. Yeah, it's bad. That's something we can segue into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, there we go. That's our, that can be our starting. Yeah. Between the reps is Brooke and Gina. Yeah, welcome back. Um, we are accompanied with Ernesto Medina. That's me. It's my new chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And more than chiropractic. So I think I we, we told you we were going to have him on. Um, I've been training over at CrossFit Curahy with my friend Marissa Wise. And she had been talking to me. But still a huge avid fan of CrossFit West. Yes, I'm a, <laughs> my, home, my home gym. <laughs> I'm like, don't forget us. My home gym <laughs> is CrossFit West in Santa Cruz. Sorry, um, on the spot. <laughs> still a huge fan. Yeah, a huge fan of CrossFit West. Um, and for those of you that know or my history, I guess, I have a lot of nerve damage. And it causes a lot of... I mean, it, it, I deal with things. Uh, primarily, I notice it with like grip, my grip, or even, and not just in training, Hold, like sometimes holding things or picking stuff up around my house or in my car or yeah I drop, I drop shit all the yeah. time yeah <laughs> and yeah. um I was training and I had just been talking to Marissa about a lot of stuff about like my sleep and like my nerves and you know all this stuff and she kept talking about her chiropractor I should go see who does a lot of stuff with neurological um I guess rehab or issues and things like that and so I finally started to go see Ernesto and it was great. And we have been wanting to have someone on to talk about all this type of stuff. Yeah. And so we, we got him. So we got He's him. Here. He worked out. Yeah. And we'll ha- we're going to have him back for many more times to talk about than, specific topics. You do more topics. than chiropractic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Brooke was saying you do. <clears throat> it's kind of like wellness, all over wellness. Yeah. So stuff. the big focus of my practice now has become functional medicine and neurology, neuro rehab based things. Um, but I am a chiro. So my bread and butter is chiro stuff. But uh-huh. I integrate... Um, like you noticed, Brooke, a lot of neurological testing into my chiropractic workup. 
especially if there's numbness, tingling, weakness, and grips, um, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, things, those are things we have to evaluate to see how well the, the sensory and motor system in the brain is working or not. Okay. So just give us a, a quick, I guess, <clears throat> doesn't need to be quick. Um, yeah, we got an hour. Just background on you, yeah. I guess. So like when you decided you want to go to school for that and yeah. maybe a little background on like if you played sports. I know you had said we were just, we were sharing uh, injury stories, <laughs> uh, battle wounds basically because Gina noticed that my blood blisters are looking better and my rope burn. Yeah, because they were bad. Is finally healing and he has a nose injury because he went <laughs> yeah. to a double day. Was it you do it two in one day or just bull, yeah, um, sometimes double day, sometimes uh, just back to back training sessions and jujitsu. Jujitsu, yeah. But I do CrossFit also. I CrossFit mm-hmm. at CrossFit Kurihi. Um Ever since they opened up that location about three years ago, um, so since I've been there since they opened up, I have a really good relationship with Todd, the owner, and Marissa. Uh, I've been working with Marissa for you know the whole three years that I've known her. I'm doing different um, blood chemistry stuff, mm-hmm. um, optimizing gut function, uh, looking for um, overtrading patterns, making sure we get control of that. But <clears throat> my background, um, going on my ninth year of chiropractic, um, did just the chiropractic for about five years and got bored, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh-huh. um, in Silicon Valley, uh, a lot of chiropractic is neck pain, back pain, right? Right. You have the the desk jockeys, the uh, the nerds, the, yeah. yeah, the nerds, We're fucking nerds. And they, I mean, they don't work out, right? I mean, um, they sit, it's true. I'm a nerd. I'm it a nerd. Is, I mean, it is true. They sit at a desk, you know, eight to 10, 12 hours a day, don't exercise. Right. And they don't know why their neck hurts or their back hurts. And you tell them, well, you need to get active and exercise. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. I want you to fix my pain. Uh, well, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, and so working with athletes has always been my passion. A lot more fun, different injuries. Um, so not the common neck pain, back pain. Um, and so because I was in training jujitsu during chiropractic school, I was crossfitting a little bit at the time. Um, those became my patient base, right? So unique injuries, which is fun. Um, which probably makes you have to sort of like, you're constantly learning too. mm -hmm, Absolutely. Going back to try and figure things out. Yeah. Especially if it's a a really unique injury that I haven't seen before. So how are we going to work through this and, and learn from it? Mm -hmm. A lot of learning from it. Um, so five years in, um, I finally had some money in my pocket to go back to school, right? Invest more money into education. <laughs> right. Yeah. More um, student loans. More student loans. Yeah. And <laughs> Rack I st- those up. Right? Yeah. It never ends, it yeah. seems like. Right. So I started a postgraduate <laughs> program in neurology, um, which was a passion of mine, um, working with a lot of concussion, uh, post-concussion syndromes, uh, early onset dementias, things like that. And um, so I got involved in this program, and it turned out, you need to know the nutritional piece to really rehabilitate a brain properly, right? If the brain is missing nutrients or fatty acids or amino acids, whatever it may be, um, you can try to rehab the brain all you want, but you're not going to get much progress. So then I had dived down the rabbit hole of functional medicine. And, so uh, then I went and got a nutrition. No, just <laughs> clinical nutrition <laughs> right. and that whole world. Um, so integrating the two together has been my path over the last, you know, three, three and a half years. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's essentially what I do mostly with the CrossFitters now. Um, minimal chiropractic, uh, because to be honest at our gym, when I first joined, I think we had like four or five different chiropractors training there. Oh, right. 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 Here, I got to find my niche. Right. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah. 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 To to market yourself. Right. Um, and be different from the rest. Um, I never talked about chiropractic. I talked about, you know, optimizing gut function and cortisol and inflammation and things like that. Um, And so Todd and Marissa always started referring patients to me who fell in that spectrum of things. Um, Which is probably more people. Yeah. Yeah. um, It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. And then the musculoskeletal stuff that comes up, you know, I tell them, send them to the other guys. Right. Right. To share the wealth. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's that's my background there. And that's what I've been working on the last few years. How old are you? I'm 33. He's a baby. <laughs> How many chiropractors have you seen, Gina? Just one. Just one. I got in a car accident years ago. I was like 20, 23, I think, and went to a chiropractor after that. But that's my only experience with it. 
Well, well how I was mean, your experience? <laughs> <laughs> I always like to ask well, that question because I always get mixed reviews. Um, I mean, it, it, uh, my, you know, I eventually felt better, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I, you know, I was like three times a week and then it was two times a week. And then it was, I mean, I felt like, you know, I had to finally, I'm like, you know, a year later, like I felt fine for a while now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. maybe so, you know, I mean, that's obviously my only experience with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't gone, I mean, I've hurt my back a few years ago uh-huh. and it just kind of eventually kind of healed itself on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried like a bunch of different things, but I didn't do chiropractic. I did like acupuncture and a bunch of other stuff, but I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know if, uh, I mean, it, it felt like it was working, uh-huh. but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, eventually healed up. So yeah, you the, know. the car accident situation is a, a unique situation because, um, if there's attorneys, attorneys involved, uh-huh. if there's, um, it's an open personal injury case, car insurance is involved. Uh, they kind of have to see you frequently or the car insurance says, well, you're not that injured. Oh, I see. Okay. We don't really need to pay your, your visits. Right. So it gets kind of tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, but but to be honest, it's also can be a good moneymaker for the Cairo. Yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of felt that way (laughs) (laughs) after a while. And I, I remember saying like, you know, I, I mean, I was down to like once a week, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was like, I mean, really almost a full year of it. And I was like, I, you know, I felt better for about six months. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just like call you on like a as needed basis and yeah. didn't need it after that. So, yeah. yeah. So that was my experience with it. And obviously that was just one person. Mm-hmm. It's not like I think all chiropractors are, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I always <laughs> like to ask yeah. because yeah. I always hear all across the spectrum. Sure. Sure. Have people come in. I mean, and it's tell like me- anything in any field. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sure can't judge them all. Have you, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this, but I remember when I was like growing up because my parents went to the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing, and it's probably more of, it's like more of a ne- negative connota- connotation. Connotation? Connota- I don't know. Connotation. There, thank Whatever you. We he have said. a smart person here. Um, thank God. That like once you see, like once you start adjustments, you will always need them. I remember hearing that. Like if mm-hmm. you, once you start You'll never be able, you'll never, no, to not be able it's like to do now it you'll need it. Right. Is there truth to that? Well, they, they as far as I'm concerned, no. <laughs> no. And, and not after a year. Yeah, right. yeah, it was fine. And that was, you know, years ago. I think part of that comes from um, how, how chiropractors are trained uh, in school. Um, you got the hardcore chiropractors who say the saying is from the womb to the tomb, you should be getting adjusted. Um, I don't fall into that that belief. Uh-huh. Um, I'm all about empowering people to learn okay how to without work, it. Through, work through their injuries right. themselves, right? You have ROMWAD, you have foam rolling, you have rehab. So if, if you know how to work through an injury, you shouldn't need me all the time. Um, if you can't work through an injury, if it's lingering two, three weeks and you just can't figure it out, then come back, we'll work through it. And then you're on your own again. Right. Type of thing. That's my belief. Yeah. So you should probably like as a, a patron of a chiropractor or a patient, um, probably ask them about their philosophy about that before. Yeah. yeah that's maybe. A good point. What would know. you, what would you say are Interview. some really good questions people should be asking their chiropractor? Oh man. <laughs> good one. Uh, maybe like help them find like the right person. Yeah. That's a good question. Ooh, a lot of chiros might hate me for. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we have too many chiropractors that listen to this. Yeah, you'll listen. you'll get more business by just being honest. I feel like right. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, one being, the common ones are going to be how long how long is it going to take you, for you to fix me? Right. Mm-hmm. That's a common question, and really, we don't really know. I always tell people I don't know. Right. Um, some everybody everybody responds differently to care. Um, so it could be one or two sessions. It could be a couple of weeks. Sure. Well, and like you said, it's probably outside factors too. Outside factors. Yeah, like what are, are you willing to do on your own uh-huh. working out? What's your right. activity level? Right. Um, do you train four or five hours a day? Yeah. If I, if I ask you to do these things at home, are you actually going to do them? Right. Because if you're asking me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a witch busted. doctor. You're not going like, to like, busted. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are busted. busted. <laughs> are you doing anything that I've asked you at home? No. no. Um, so that could be another big question. Are you going to give me homework or exercises to do 
as a patient to better my my situation? That would be a big one to ask. Um, and then w- am I going to have to keep coming back forever? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So Am I on the five-year yeah. plan? Yeah. Yeah. Those would be big questions for sure. Does my insurance cover it? No. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of network of all okay. insurance. Okay. So I don't work okay. with any insurance. Yeah. And, yeah. That, that actually gives me the freedom to do what the patient needs most right. instead of what insurance is going to pay for and how much mm-hmm. time I can allocate per person. Mm-hmm. Because I'm out of network, they don't control my treatment plan for a patient. Right. So it gives me a lot of freedom. <clears throat> nice. I had a question and I forgot. Oh, oh I know. Mm. Um, and it could be too. It could be like uh, the way chiropractors were trained mm. so many years ago versus maybe how schooling looks like when you went through school. Because I imagine that's probably got to be different, right? Different, yeah. And right. school to school is also very different in their core philosophy too. Um, do you think there's any adjustments that maybe we used to see a lot more of on a regular basis that now you don't do unless it's really necessary? Because hmm. I, I could think like my parents, right? Like when they would go to their chiropractor, maybe they would, you know, you go and it's like, you know, you already know exactly what's going to happen when you go. It's like, I'm going to go to the yeah. chiropractor and they're going to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And now it might, it's like now it's, because like yeah. when I come and see you, it's like, what are, what, like where are your what are your ailments? Mm-hmm. Right, like you kind of sit down. And you're like, let's kind of figure this out. Like, how much yeah. time do we have to? Mm-hmm. And you don't just adjust me. Yeah. Like you don't even adjust me unless like we you like something is definitely out of place, right? right? right. It's uh, you do like soft tissue work, Graston, mm-hmm. um, some release. Mm-hmm. You're not just cracking Active necks. Release. No. Yeah, <laughs> cracking necks, right. cracking necks, cracking backs, writing right. checks. <laughs> Oh, what did Nico say? Yeah, Nico said snapping necks and cashing checks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That's about right. No, for you especially, we want to see what your goal is for that visit, um, what your issues were in training the week prior mm-hmm. uh, to work through those for your training sessions going into the next week. And so it's always a, a purpose. There's always a goal in what we're doing with you each session. Um the soft tissue, a lot of soft tissue, especially for athletes, soft tissue, I think, is a big ish, uh, place of injury, right? So just adjusting doesn't address soft tissue injury, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and so a lot of what we do with you and other athletes is a lot of soft tissue. And then the adjustments kind of the bread and butter on top of that. <clears throat> huh. what, what do you think would be, what, what is the strangest ailment that, that you've had that's come in that's like, Cause you know, most people go to a, like you said, a chiropractor mm-hmm. for like my neck hurts, my back hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. what, cause, and if it encompasses other things that it can heal or help to heal, mm-hmm. what, what would be some of those things? Or maybe something that you really had to sort of like go, maybe like not like go back to the books for, mm-hmm. but like really had to like do like some research for you. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good question. Because I have this um, unique niche of functional medicine and neurology, um, the tough the tough kind of chiro cases end up being neurological-based cases, so usually brain-based cases. Okay, so neurologi- like neurology for dummies. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. What would that <laughs> I was actually thinking about this on the yeah. way over. Um, so I have a patient later this, this afternoon I'm going to see um, she's an older lady. She slipped and fell in a big department store. Um, and she, when she fell, she caught herself and just tore her rotator cuff, just ripped it apart. Um, and so before she got surgery, they sent her to physical therapy for like three months, no improvement. Things got worse. Finally, they did a surgery, uh, ro- uh repaired her rotator cuff comes out again, rehab, post-surgical rehab. Again, the rehab makes her worse. In fact, the pain has gotten so bad, it's not only in her shoulder, it radiates into her face, into her ear, into her head, and her eye swells shut. Jeez. And, and when she walks too much, the, the, the simple impact of the ground vibrating up through her spine will cause her ear to swell. I mean, what her, her eye to swell. Oh, wow. Shut. And so <laughs> uh, she, she got referred to me, <clears throat> and so I start working her up, and well, right off the bat, when she came in and she starts trying to explain this to you, what were you just like? What the? <laughs> so, so when that happens, right away, my chiropractic hat comes off and my neurology hat comes on. 
because it doesn't make sense chiropractically, right? Right. Physical therapy was focused on the shoulder and it wasn't doing anything. It was making it worse. So then I have to take a step back and say, well, what's what underlying what is happening for her to have referral into her face, into her eye? Um, even she couldn't feel like the inside of her cheek. And like when she would chew, she felt like she didn't have sensation of the right side of her cheek and her teeth. Huh. Like she would chew on the other side. Yeah. And so right off the bat, I know there's a sensory issue. The brain isn't perceiving sensation of the organs of the hand and the arm and the shoulder. And it's meshing with the face, right? Mm-hmm. So a simple example, right? Uh, neurology for dummies, like you said. Yeah. Thank you. Phantom limb pain, right? Someone loses a limb, but they still feel pain in that limb. They still feel an itch in yeah. that limb. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had that. Uh, I you still get it limb? sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a we grew bionic. It. It's a bionic arm. No, That's but when I, when I, just grew from a stump. <laughs> you just had this little tiny hand and it just <laughs> like, uh, what's that? Deadpool? <laughs> yes. <laughs> When he loses his leg, yes. growing oh his leg back. Yes, oh, that's what I imagine. No, but I've had like from like my neurological stuff, like having like phantom itching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in like weird spots down and my arm. And you can't itch it. That that would be miserable. Well, you have that phantom itch. I do. I have an itchy shoulder. <laughs> she has an itchy shoulder. I do. I have an itchy shoulder. She doesn't. I don't like, know where it why. She's just itching it. And yeah, it's all like, the time. Nothing's there. Yeah, maybe you, you can't can find fix the that spot for me. No. You can't find where the no, itch. I itch it. And it's like, where is it? It might be your foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just itching different parts of me trying right. to figure it out. Right. So the, so the brain yeah. has a map. Um, they call it a um, homuncular map. And that map is basically where different or, um, body parts are organized. Right. So the shoulder can overlap with you know, something, the elbow. Okay. Right? So scratching the elbow might help your shoulder. Huh. Um, the, for example, the feet and the genitals are right next to each other. So I should itch my genitals to get rid of my shoulder, <laughs> my yeah. shoulder, your feet, just itch, <laughs> scratching my like crotch that. all the time. <laughs> right? What are you so, doing for the crotch? Sorry, this is in my, ther- <laughs> this is my homework. <laughs> I'm just doing my physical therapy at home. Right? Yeah. Your homework. I mean, <laughs> me I mean, and my vibrator. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is physical therapy, Ruby. I'm done telling my do- my daughter in the next room. <laughs> that's not what it looks like. Physical therapy. That's not what that. That's not what that looks like. That's actually um, that is a rehab rehabilitation tool, Ruby. Yeah, that's not what you think it is. <laughs> I mean, that actually exists for like bladder incontinence issues. Really? Right? Yeah. Huh. I should not have any bladder incontinence issues. I've actually, I've should heard definitely not be peeing with double unders. I haven't heard like specific stories, but I know that there are some uh, females that I know like in the sport of CrossFit that have mm-hmm. like have lots and lots of problems with like their pelvic floor. Yeah. Yeah. And do all kinds of therapy. <laughs> therapy. There you go. My, yeah. I put my dog in the kennel and she's losing her mind right now. She is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's actual therapy. Up. Yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, so this woman, sorry, we got you off track. Right. I'm I'm, I'm curious. I want to hear, yeah, I know. (laughs) So anyways, when I worked her up, what I discovered was uh, her brain essentially wasn't getting proper feedback from her entire right side. Okay. Her entire right arm and her face was basically overlapping together in the brain. And there was no distinguishing between 
the hand and the, the forearm, shoulder to face. Um, so that's why stimulating the shoulder, like they were doing tense at the physical therapy, stimulating the shoulder would shoot pain all up into her face, into her mouth, into her ear. Um, Horrible. So one of, the, woman. one of the really simple tests we did, which we did with you, and you laugh every time we do it, is uh, a finger to nose test, right? So we have them put the hands out. Oh yeah, we I, should have Gina do it. I tell them, right, hand out <laughs> in front of you, close your eyes. Whichever finger I touch is the finger you're going to touch the tip of your nose with, and then you go back. Right? Okay. Very simple. And we're looking for a couple basic things. One, can they feel what finger I'm touching? Two, can they find their nose, right? Or are they missing? Are they hitting their eye, hitting over here? Or are they kind of and that missing happens. and then correcting? Yeah. <laughs> That's why she laughs every time do you we pass? do it. <laughs> I'm like, I do pass, but I've definitely, we have, I have some damage. Okay. <laughs> She's like, even and like speed too, because yeah, that's yeah. a thing for me too. Like uh, when you start doing like some of that speed yeah, test, yeah. like I like have like one side that will like you know will work, and the one's like slower, <laughs> slow, slow mo, coordinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing not coordinated. Like, He's doing his own thing. <laughs> um, so so when we did that, the last thing we looked at is there a tremor, right? Are their hands shaking at rest, or are they still and then they shake at the end, and then go still, right? Uh-huh. So that tells us different things about different parts of the brain. But in her case, I would touch her finger. I'd tell her, touch your nose with this finger. And she'd be, she would say, did you touch my finger? Oh, wow. Which one did you touch? <laughs> and so right off the bat, she, like, was is this a joke? she wasn't feeling what I was touching on her yeah. hips, right? And then we drew letters and numbers, which we also did with you. Can she recognize me drawing a letter and a number on her hand without her looking? And can she identify it, right? Kind of like, game. like just kids like this. in church, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a kid's game, yeah. right? But yeah. we're testing to see how well the the brain can recognize sensory feedback from the hand. Huh. And she couldn't do that either. Really? Right? So I already knew I could isolate what part of the brain, her sensory part of the brain, wasn't working appropriately. It wasn't getting proper feedback from her entire limb. Wow. So it's only been, I think, three or four weeks now, and all her radiating pain into her face and her ear is pretty much gone now. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. And we did simple stuff. All we did was some vibration therapy to the hand Mm -hmm. first, and then we slowly built up to the forearm, then to the bicep, then up to the shoulder. I did vibration of her face. I actually put a uh, like a tongue depressor in her mouth. I had her bite on it on the right side of her face. And I would vibrate the tongue depressor to get feedback through her teeth and her cheek to her brain. So that it isolates the maps in the brain as to what's happening at each individual body part. Oh, so that they can recognize, okay, that's exactly. my face. Exactly. That, exactly. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's really interesting. Yeah. It seems overly simple, right? Right. But, but you really have to know the parts of the brain and how to give feedback to those parts of so the brain. So just by doing that therapy over and over again, she mm-hmm. should eventually not have that pain at exactly. all? Exactly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And we're huh. on the right track. Yeah we're, yeah. we're more than halfway there. That sounds way less painful than probably her physical therapy she was going through. Oh, yeah. Right? On yeah. like three weeks yeah. versus I'll bite down on a tongue many? depressor any day than have, you yeah. know, yeah. everything cracked and moved and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so in her case, we didn't even adjust her at first, right? Because it was all sensory feedback we had to do. Mm-hmm. The adjustments probably would have made her worse at that moment because she was so fragile. Um, so we've slowly built up to finally being able to adjust her now. Huh. So so how long do you think, so if she's if it's only been like three weeks, mm-hmm. you said? Mm-hmm. You said three weeks, three, right? Three, four weeks, yeah. Okay. How, long, how much longer do you think it would take for her? I mean, again, there's other yeah, factors. Recover, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you expect her to fully recover? Um, I mean, is the shoulder still as bad as when it started out? Because, like, right now you're basically fixing what the other people did, right? And then you probably have to get to the, I mean, does it work in stages like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, this is a good question. We have to get to actually rehabbing her shoulder next because she couldn't tolerate that at first. Right. I mean, she still has weakness of the shoulder. Uh, She still can't fully close her hand, so she has... She doesn't have very good grip strength. Right. Um, so that'll be the next phase. Once we're a- once she's able to tolerate more input into the system, we can start building strength. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But that would be the next phase. Right. Um, so that's probably one of the, the type of unique injuries that I see. Yeah. I have a lot of other cases like that that I've seen. But in, in for CrossFitters, which is probably more relative to, to your population, I do a lot of um, blood testing. Um, we can do stool testing. If that's of interest to them, that's gross. <laughs> it's 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 funny. You, wait, it's entertaining. 
<laughs> do you do you send it in for testing or do you look at it yourself? No, no, no. It's a take home kit. Oh. They send it to the lab. He's oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Something's definitely wrong here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, no, I never see it. Okay, that's, you, that's you better. Basically take a kit home and you poop in like a hot dog tray. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> nice. You ship it to the Can lab. Can I get nice. two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You get a phone so call gross. like, um, it's like when you get to your Doctor Medina, Medina, do I um, do you want? I just sent all of it. I know, yeah. It's like, it's like a urine test, right? Like, yeah. you know, like when you fill the cup all the way up, and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, yes. we don't need that much, or like a sperm, sperm <laughs> like a sperm count. Yeah. Just go it. Like I remember when Nico was going through that because we, you know, we had the reversal. Yep. And he had to go in and like take it, and he's like, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it? Is it gross if I like send all of it or like, you know, like I just need a little bit of it? <laughs> Be like that with the poop. <laughs> it's like they get all of them. They're like, oh, <laughs> you're a achiever. You're one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they call back and ask, how many samples did you send? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only needed one sample. <laughs> that is. Um, it's only one. I mean, poop can be very different from time to time, you know? It can. So, so if someone was like, I guess uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about CrossFitters. Um, they, do they usually come to you and want to talk about gut health or is that something like maybe you, you guys discuss based on other things? Gut health has been um, popular. It's More be popular very popular right now. Yeah. Yeah. With people coming in. Um, so that's been a big one. Um, most of the time though, like Marissa or Todd will catch wind in one of the classes that one of the, one of their uh, members is dealing with something. And they'll kind of, they'll talk to them about it and say, hmm, you should or go they, see. Or they smell, smell that they're dealing with something. <laughs> right. And they say, hey, oh, you, you might want to go see. see my, you yeah. might need see to my get that checked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's not right. <clears throat> or, um, for example, they do a nutrition program as well that Marissa runs. Yep. Um, cause she's a WAG certified nutrition coach. Oh, okay. And sometimes, uh, some people just don't fall into the perfect macro counting, um, and getting the best results. And so that's when she thinks, oh, maybe there's an underlying hormone imbalance, uh, maybe a thyroid issue. Um, and so then she'll send them to me. We kind of do a blood test, work them up, uh, find out maybe what the underlying issues are, and then we send them back to Marissa. So what kind of therapy do you do for gut health? <clears throat> I mean, is it the same sort of thing? It, it's all or? nutrition. It's all oh, nutrition okay. and okay. supplement based. Okay. So a big thing is. Um, finding underlying food sensitivity issues. Okay, right? so you're underlying. not adjusting or doing anything that's not... Not necessarily. Okay. Unless okay. that's another yeah, issue. Yeah, I don't know. There are some gut <laughs> issues since you started poking. Yeah. Um, um, so there are some more severe gut issues like IBS or something called SIBO. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of uh-uh, SIBO. It's no. called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Okay. Which is pretty debilitating and severe for a lot of women. Um, and, and it's just chronic, unrelenting bloating. Okay. And they can't control it. They can't figure out what it is. And usually it's very severe constipation that goes with it. Okay. And in those cases, there's, uh, there is actually a neurological component to it. So I listen to the stomach. Is there movement? Is there, is, are the intestines basically contracting and relaxing like they should? Or is it dead silent? If it's dead silent, that means they're not getting proper muscular activation of the intestines. Okay. So I'll go in there. And vibrate their stomach and vibrate their intestines. Have we, you ever had anybody shit themselves? No. <laughs> <laughs> Too much vibration. That's all I, can, all I can think of. No. This poor woman in Not there yet. just vibrating her stomach and like, oh my God. Not yet. <laughs> or just pass gas or something. Well, yeah, that's something. So that's, that's a very tricky um, diagnosis. And it does take like three months, that one, to work oh, okay. through. But it's a combination of supplements, um, really hardcore diet change and elimination diets um to try to what clean would the um sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you um what would be some things that people would cut out of like maybe cut out of their diet or is it only specific to like are there are there things that you would tell kind of across the board to stay away from yeah if you have these issues or um and then what supplements would that would you 
take. You're like, I don't want to give away too many of my secrets. I want people to come see me. Nah, I like giving away the secrets. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll do a poop sample. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it right now. She's <laughs> <laughs> over there vibrating your stomach. Um, yeah, so the, the heavy hitters, so the high inflammatory foods, I always recommend patients consider taking out, especially if they have autoimmune issues. Uh, wheat, gluten, okay, dairy, uh, soy. Okay. Um, if they're more severe on the health spectrum of issues, um, you consider eggs um, and grains. Oh, okay. Yeah. But those, those are usually autoimmune patients. Right. So they're, they're struggling with different types of autoimmune diseases, and those are what we restrict for sure. Right. And then what system. supplements would you? Um, for leaky gut type of issues, mm-hmm. um, we put them on. I have a company that I use. Mm-hmm. It's all pharmaceutical grade stuff. But L-glutamine is a popular one. Aloe vera uh, juice, or aloe vera extracts is another popular one for healing the gut. Um, and then vitamin D, vitamin A, omega-3 fish oils, things like that. But those you, are the basics. But you do the, the blood test first to see yeah. that they're deficient in those things yep. before you, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But those are usually the go-to if we don't have any blood tests. How do you know if you have a leaky gut? Well, I think you would know. <laughs> Is it like leaky gut? So no, I like think it's like constantly coming so out of your diarrhea. Butt? No, okay. not necessarily. Okay. So no? the leaky, leaky colon. I'm thinking leaky. Like, I think once you did Something's your laundry, dripping. you would know. I didn't turn off. Yeah. Someone didn't turn off the faucet <laughs> yeah. in here. Yeah. So leaky colon would be that. Um, leaky gut, oftentimes people don't know they have. Um, a blood test will actually show that if you have it or not. And what 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 are this, what would you I mean if it's not that you have a skid mark in your underwear like what, <laughs> what, what what would be a sign that you have a leaky gut yeah, rather so than a leaky colon? Severe cases, it's something as simple as bloating or intolerance oh, okay. to to foods. Mm-hmm. Like if you notice you're developing more and more food allergies that you didn't have before, that's probably a sign you have leaky gut. Like you know how some people develop food allergies later in life? Yes. That could be a leaky gut issue. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So it's not your typical, you don't have to have digestive signs. Right. It be uh, immuno- immunological signs, neurological signs. Cool. Yeah. I should probably do a poop test. <laughs> you really want to. <laughs> no, I like, I, I just have, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I <laughs> you're like, do I want to share this? You guys, I just, I you know, <laughs> no. So I, I remember growing up, my mom, I, my mom just always had stomach problems, mm. right? It was like, oh, it was like <laughs> her stomach would always like, sometimes she'd eat something and she'd get really sick and, or, you know, it would really bother her. And she'd only go, she never really pooped a lot. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to how often yeah, you, we'll come you back should poop. That. Yeah. But That's a good question. I remember I went, I was in college and I was like, my stomach was starting to like bother me. And I just, every time it would like bother me, I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. I got my mom's stomach. <laughs> right. Right. And then, um, really <clears throat> it was in 2016 maybe, but I always, I was, I used to work with a diet, like a nutritionist for, mm-hmm. for years. I was, you know, doing macros and things like that. And I would have times where like, and I still have this, but I would have times where I would all of a sudden get super distended and like mm. crampy and bloated and retaining water. <clears throat> and the person I was working with at the time was like, okay, um, out of all the meals you eat in a day, make sure you get, you're getting more of your carbs from vegetables, like three meals, and then out of all, out of your four or whatever. So what I did is I like upped my vegetable intake and it was in the fall and I really liked roasting. I would roast vegetables. And so I was doing a lot of like the same vegetables, all the ones I liked. So it was like, uh, you know, he did a lot of those squash, squash and yeah. squash and broccoli and peppers. peppers and mushrooms and onions and leeks and things like that. And it was almost like it just got worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the plot thickened. So then I, I was asked to take a look at the FODMAP diet mm-hmm. and on the FODMAP diet, there was basically, it was, so the idea would be that maybe I was sensitive, I had a hard time digesting high fibrous foods. Mm-hmm. So things were super like osmotic and pulling a lot mm-hmm. of water into your intestine or whatever. And 
there were, you know, certain ones to like limit, which right. was like basically all the vegetables I <laughs> liked. Eating. They yeah. were all, and I, and I had just ju- like on the up list. the amount that I was eating. So yeah. it was like more, yeah. it was worse. And then also like gluten and dairy and mm-hmm. things like that. Dairy is a big one for me. And uh, a lot of it. Because before that, like I knew uh, coconut oil is really hard for me to eat. And I remember we had, yeah. And um, if I go out to eat, uh, eating like steak Mm -hmm. will will get me. Okay. So fatty stuff too. Yeah. Super fatty stuff. And it's almost like immediate. Yeah. Um, But I remember we were, we had a client that at our gym that was a chef and they would do this like pop-up kitchen once a week and we'd all go there to support oh, him. Oh, that's right. And <laughs> he would get sick And every it took time. me for, a, it took me a <laughs> while. Yeah. No, and he was, it a, took, he was a fabulous cook. Yeah. She was the only one. It took a yeah. while. Like this happened, it wasn't until I started recognizing like, man, I, I'm going to come, but I can't eat yeah. there because as soon as, as soon as we leave, I like get distended and cramping and Well, bloated. didn't we find out he did a lot? He cooked everything in coconut, coconut oil. oil. Oh, yeah. yeah. And did a lot of like fatty meats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped going, but then I just always kind of like attributed it to like certain things or like Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Brussels sprouts, you know, became a big popular thing on menus at right. restaurants yeah. Yeah. and you'd go and it was like, if I ate them and they were so good that it was sometimes it was like, I, I knew what was going to happen, <laughs> but you're willing to risk <laughs> and it. And I would eat it anyways. And then I'd just be so uncomfortable and in pain like the rest yeah. of the night. And yeah. it would take like a while for the bloating and the water retention to like yeah. go away. And so I started just knowing like, all right, coconut oil, can't really have a lot of that. Don't eat Brussels sprouts um, unless they're the, you know, the recommended dish on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the special of the day. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I'll have like, that will happen for me sometimes yeah. where even, okay, it's happened when I've like gone to sushi. Fatty fish. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are definitely red flags. Something's not right in your digestive system, for sure. Um, what your dietitian was doing was she was essentially just guessing, he or she, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. They were guessing, right? <clears throat> What's great about what functional medicine doctors do, or what I do, is we test to know for sure, right? And we get as close as knowing for, for sure as we can so that we have baseline testing and then we can post-test after to make sure we've actually addressed the problem. But it can be some so low FODMAP diet is something we use for SIBO. And it's very strict and it's difficult to follow, but it's it's one of the few things that helps in SIBO. Um, but the fact that you're not tolerating fatty foods either, um, it can be a couple of things. Could be your gallbladder, could be um, your stomach's not making enough hydrochloric acid to break down fats and proteins, which doesn't allow the gallbladder to secrete bile further digest and absorb those fats um, or it could be you have a bacterial overgrowth in your digestive tract and that's what sets off when you eat, especially with the high fiber foods H- high vegetables and fibrous foods are trademark SIBO issues not tolerating them very well yeah because I remember one time I had been kind of following more of like the FODMAP like low FODMAP diet and I had bought some steel cut oats and I had been doing like gluten free mm-hmm. for the most part. And the only thing that I had, I had made some oatmeal. I didn't even think it was like a while down the road. And I didn't even think about, I guess, like that grain. Yeah. And it messed me up <laughs> for a while. Really? And like just messed me up in a way that was like back to just being distended. Yeah. And like bloated. And it's typically it's lower. Yeah. Yeah. Lower abdomen. And like, like an alien. Swollen. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's SIBO. Sick. You have SIBO? <laughs> Placebo. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like, don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. So I need to poop in a in a hot dog tray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or first thing would be a blood test. Or a blood test. Yeah. So so SIBO is tricky. Um, we can do a stool test to see, make sure there's nothing, anything else going on. Make sure there's no parasitic infections. Because I did a little research before coming on the show, and I, <laughs> I listened to your uh, <laughs> Moctezuma's Revenge <laughs> <laughs> podcast. So you know that I shit in the Museum yeah. of Natural History. <laughs> had me cracking yeah. up. You're like, uh, she may have a little creature in there. Right? So yeah. yeah, it's very true. There may be some underlying parasitic infection. Going for a tapeworm got me yeah. a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Right? Same, same. Um, so, so a stool test will tell us that, right? But it won't tell us if you have SIBO. That's the frustrating part about SIBO. There aren't very many definitive tests that exist. There is a breath test that exists called the SIBO breath test. And what it does is it measures the amount of gas being produced by those foods in your breath. Um, so they'll traditionally make either a lot of hydrogen, which typically will cause diarrhea, or they make a lot of methane, which will cause constipation. So depending, to be honest, the testing is, is kind of expensive and I've heard there's not high reliability with it. So what I've done now is if you have the classic symptoms, if you don't tolerate fiber and starches, we're going to assume you have SIBO and treat it that way. Save you the money on the test and put you on the program to fix it. Do they still do that weird tapeworm uh, test? You guys are young. Oh, with the scotch tape? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, you would go to the doctor and they would stick tape on your butthole. Well, didn't Katie do that for... She had to do that for uh, her... She had that... Her, her butthole is so weird. <laughs> we won't talk know, about... Sorry, we guys. Won't, we won't talk about Katie's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably... I mean, so... Clearly, well, no, we know for that tapeworm, they would literally take the tape and mm -hmm. stick it on your butthole yeah. and pull it off and then... I guess put it under a microscope and yeah. see if you had tapeworm. I don't know why they thought I had tapeworm at one point. Were you <laughs> so My thin? butthole was itching or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. Where, where, yeah, maybe because I was really thin. Uh, I mean, I I don't know exactly. I would say probably eight or nine. What are they like, looking for? What, what would show up on the on the tape? Um, a tapeworm. The or a, the eggs of the tapeworm. Oh my oh. god, that's so disgusting! Oh, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> I know. Oh my god, <laughs> gross. Because I think they tend to come out at night. So, oh so my god. The other way god. I've heard it is put the tape on the butthole overnight and then check it in the morning. Stop it! Oh yeah. my god, they come out at night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't, we've slept together so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's creeping out and crawling into yours. <laughs> transmission <laughs> oh she well, looks no, I mean, fun i've never touched buttholes so we're good there <laughs> we we uh we spoon we don't go butt yeah, to butt no uh-uh. <laughs> well the other night we slept like this on our backs just holding hands i know <laughs> i hold hands you're a hand holder uh, <laughs> this was so funny i was uh and this is off topic but talking about holding hands first time me and my assistant Devin, we were in a hotel and we slept obviously in the same bed and she told me the next morning, she was like, um, yeah, in the middle of the night, you like held my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you do. She goes, it was kind of weird, but I, I like, you know, I, I, I let you do, I let you do it for a little bit. And I was like, I laughed hard. I was like, dude, I, I fall asleep at holding Gina's hand. <laughs> it like makes me feel better. Um, <laughs> on her backs. <laughs> oh man. SIBO. Yeah. So that's something we can look into. Sorry, I have a questionnaire. She that needs to process patients. this. She was just told she has SIBO. <laughs> Living with SIBO. I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> Living no, I know. It's yeah. not a hundred percent. Right. Living with Living with SIBO. <laughs> Living with what? Regret? No. <laughs> there was something else we said on here one time. Living oh. with a oh <laughs> cat butthole. <laughs> Living with cat butthole. CBH. Yeah. I've got SIBO and CBH. <laughs> Talking about. When I wake up, sometimes my cowlick, cowlick looks like, like a cat's spread open. It spreads like this, and you just see the skin of her head. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Okay, well, one more. I'll ask this question, then we can go back to a little bit more chiropractic stuff, maybe things people mm-hmm. could be doing at home for, like, kind of basic aches and pains that CrossFitters see. But we got, okay, there's all these tests now for, like, um, food sensitivity tests. Oh, like the take take home kits. There's oh, these yeah, ones you can buy, and they like yeah. send it to you in the mail, and you like you do the blood test. Or I yeah. we, I did one, mm-hmm. and there were stuff like for me knowing like what bothers me. A lot of that food wasn't on. I wasn't sensitive to it. Yeah, I was sensitive to chicken and eggs, and, and I was like, what? I eat. I mean, for a long time, I ate a lot of eat. chicken yeah. and eggs, and mm-hmm. I. It wasn't until I ate other things that would like I would feel an effect. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tricky. Um, what they're testing for is an immunological response to those foods, not necessarily digestive response to okay. those foods. So that that can be different. The other issue with food sensitivity testing is it's, it's not very reliable. Um, I've run quite a bit of like full blood draws, uh, food sensitivity tests. I get a lot of false negatives. Okay. So I don't rely on it. So probably don't yeah. waste your money on those take-home kits. I mean, if it's cheap and, you, I mean, yeah. you're curious. But it's gotten to the point where I tell patients, don't waste your money on me ordering it. If you want it, I'll order it. But um, we do a five-week elimination diet. And we eliminate the high inflammatory foods, which is partially the list that I told you, uh-huh. plus grains, plus, plus legumes, plus lectins, nightshade vegetables. My es- favorite. <laughs> especially, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's especially for autoimmune patients. Um, and then reintroduce one food at a time, one food every other day. And what happens is during that five weeks, your system sensitizes to it. And when you reintroduce it, if you have an issue, you're going to know right away. Um, so for example, I did it and I cut out eggs, which I was eating like five days a week eggs. And when I reintroduced it, I noticed I would get like a phlegmy cough uh-huh. and a little bit of congestion um, immediately after eating the eggs and then it would go away. So huh. that just tells me I have some immunological response to eggs. I limit my exposure maybe twice a week now and it should be fine. If you alternate your foods, like eating seasonally is important. If you alternate your foods, you decrease your chances of your immune system reacting to those foods. 
Oh, okay. But a lot of athletes, what they do is they Eat have the their favorite foods. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. They stick to them. Yep. Right. And they know Which, the macros in them, so they're like, oh, exactly, I can eat this exactly. every day and this. Yeah. But you can right. increase your risk for developing sensitivities to those foods oh, over okay. time. Maybe that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. So, I did eat the same stuff yeah, for a yeah, long time. Yeah. yeah. And th- this is stuff, you know, I've been working with Marissa a lot with. Um, <clears throat> and so I say eat seasonally. Um, if you eat seasonally, it's perfect because if you go with the seasons, your food choice, your vegetable fo- choices will change. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And that's, that's healthier for the gut and the variety, and it's healthier for the immune system as well, right? Yeah. Um, and one of your questions you were going to ask is how often should you be going to the bathroom? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I wanted to come back to that. Because lots of people have different answers. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, everyone's different. Right? So I, I so get this. I, um, I had a patient come in. She tells me she has a bowel movement once every two weeks. Oh, my gosh. And this has been her whole life, and she's in her 70s. And I look at her and I was like, have you talked to a gastroenterologist about this? Oh, yes. They say it's normal for me. (laughs) No. And then, okay, get this. I get another patient who comes in. She tells me she has like eight to nine bowel movements all within a two-hour period in the morning. I was like, did you talk to your gastroenterologist about (laughs) this? She says, oh, yeah, she says it's normal for me. (laughs) Is she like always late for work? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? She spends most of the morning in the bathroom, right? Oh, my gosh. So, So I was like, okay. Moral of the story is we got both of them going two to three times a day regularly. That's normal to me. Daily. Yeah. At yeah. least daily. Oh, I'm not and normal. like over three is, is probably not very good. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So daily at least. There daily. was a period of time. I'm what I, what you would say is normal. Uh-huh. I'm a lot more normal now. Mm-hmm. But also after taking so much time from like surgery and injury and taking the years off of training for competition, mm-hmm. I wasn't training as much. So I changed how I was eating. And now I feel like I'm probably more like normal, but still have sensitivity with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a period of time where I went to the, I, I pooped probably like six times a day. Oh, yeah. That's not normal. I, that, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, constipation is a common issue yeah. for women. Yes, that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my I mean, I, I my mom, days. if like my yeah, I mean, my mom I, will I go on a trip a every two weeks. But my mom would go if my mom goes out of town. She I'm won't the same go. Way. Yeah, the whole time. I'm like, if I don't, wow. if I don't poop at least once a day, I'm like, yeah. Something is wrong. Feel feel <laughs> right. shitty. Yeah, I feel yeah. exactly <laughs> full yeah. of shit. Yeah, you're full of shit. My sure. eyes turn from blue yeah, to brown. To brown. <laughs> That's why mine are brown. My eyes are actually blue. <laughs> Man, we got to get that poop they out of you. It only shows up, you know, every the old rope. Yeah. Oh my god, the old rope. Oh my god, but it's a big issue. A yeah. big issue. And so that's how that's when we have to look into well, what's the underlying issues? One in four women has a thyroid issue. Right? Oh. Thyroid directly correlates to poor digestive function, right? So that's why I do a lot of blood testing to figure that out. Otherwise, you could you could try to fix the gut all day, but if a thyroid issue is driving your constipation, then it's never going to get fixed. Okay. Huh. Right? So there's a lot that goes into the gut stuff, but it's yeah. it's been pretty popular among the CrossFit athletes that have come Yeah. In. So not only do I need a poop, <clears throat> do a poop test, so do you. I know. Or <laughs> something. I need to do something. Well, I'm going to have to catch it on the right day. <laughs> <laughs> For real. You got to time it. got to time I it need out. a long time limit, limit to get that poop test in. <laughs> I don't really know when it's coming, but uh, yeah, just keep the test yeah. close by. I was supposed to have this turned in, you know, <laughs> All right, four well, days ago. Okay. Well, we are obviously, we'll, we'll check back on some neurological on stuff for myself and on our, our gut health with me and Gina. Yeah. But to wrap it up and bring it back full circle, uh, in CrossFit, you see, I'll speak for what I would know or as a coach, like you see a lot of pain or lingering things start to happen in the shoulders, um, uh, low back, knees, but you, you hear a lot about shoulders. And I always think too, a lot of people, if they're not, um, you know, we do everything from a front rack There's so much from the front rack and we do a lot of things in this, this plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, I guess some maybe, can you give us like one exercise or one 
thing that you would maybe recommend for people to do speaking in about CrossFit for the shoulder, the mm-hmm. back, the knee? Um, good question. Let me see. I think the biggest issue is mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, so working mobility, doing ROMWAD consistently, those types of things. Um, usually my go-to for people is, aside from mobility, or thoracic mobility is another big one, right? Um, but usually my go-to is the cross ball or foam roller mm-hmm. almost all the time. Um, for shoulders especially, um, the back of the rotator cuff where people tend to get a lot of pinching, working through there, and then the subscap, which is the muscle basically in the armpit. Mm-hmm. Um, the subscap is one of the biggest muscles that actually wraps around the entire shoulder girdle and keeps the shoulder back and down in its socket. Um, I don't think the subscap gets enough love <laughs> with with myofascial release or, or um, mobility things. Um, best way to work that... Honestly, it gets worked a lot with bench pressing and Mm -hmm. push-ups. Keeping it soft and mobile, I think, is the big issue. So having someone get their thumb in there and just, like, shred it apart helps tremendously. And that helps balance the rotator cuff from the back to the front as well uh, and keeps it strong and engaged. So that's big for the shoulders, in my opinion. Um, But sometimes you just can't get away. If If you're lifting heavy... And if you catch wrong, I mean, you could do all the mobility and prep training you, you want, but if you catch it wrong, it's going to injure the shoulder. Yeah, right. right. <clears throat> um, for, the, for the low back, um, glute and hamstring strength, um, so oftentimes neglected. So the glute ham machine, uh-huh. which we, were, we had a conversation about that. Is great. I think that's a great machine for targeting hamstrings and glutes because the hamstrings and glutes really stabilize the low back and keep it strong. Um, that's one of the big issues I have with general population or with uh, the tech people is they sit all day, their glutes don't fire, they don't activate, their hamstrings are weak and don't activate, and they don't stabilize the low back. Um, so sometimes some of the CrossFitters, we have to take a step back from the heavy lifting and focus on rehab, rehabilitating their glutes. And, and sometimes there's one glute that's just way weaker than the other. So we target that glute and then the hamstrings, <clears throat> targeting those, especially for the low back. And then what was the other Knees. Knees, which is probably a, just an issue from the same stuff, yes, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Hips and glutes stabilize downwards to the knees. Um, IT band issues tend to be radiate into the knee as well. So I tend to look at the IT bands a lot and then the glutes, the lateral glute muscles and work through those. Yeah. So you got your banded walks, which yeah. are pretty popular. A lateral walks, you have your forward and backward walks to work the, the, the glutes, the lateral glutes. Um, you have like your um, glute raises, your bridging exercises, basic stuff. Yeah, I do those all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a big air humper. <laughs> Superman's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably that's what's keeping your back stable. Probably. Yeah. yeah, right. So those are so. things I talk about to people. If they're doing them consistently, you shouldn't have low back issues unless, again, you're doing like a max lift and you just fatigue sets in and then something tweaks. Right, and then just take the you know take the proper rest that you need. Yeah. Don't be, don't be a hero. Yeah. Exactly. Don't go for that PR every time. Yeah. <laughs> right. And check problem. the ego. Yeah, yeah you exactly. definitely have to check the ego. <laughs> I do it all the time. Stopped like training full time, like to go to the CrossFit games and be a CrossFit games athlete. And I definitely find, well, I'm training right now, so I don't get to do it as much anymore, <laughs> but I would go to the gym and it's like, something didn't feel good. I just go, eh. Yeah. Nah. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not worth it. Yeah. Not worth it. I feel good. Do something else. I'm just going to hump the air. (laughs) Gina. (laughs) (laughs) I call it. It's like I I go in like the the room of shame. Because we have some pretty strong athletes in our gym. And so I'll end up like going in the other. I'll like look at my programming because, you know, I've had so many different injuries. And I'm like, oh, glute bridges again. Okay. I'm going to go in the other room. (laughs) 
<laughs> do it by myself. And then people will come in, they're like heavy deadlifting and like all this stuff and like back squat. And I'm just over there just, hey guys. Yeah, but your butt looks the air. great. Oh, well, thanks. Thank you. Right. I'm working on it. More people should be doing it. <laughs> well, good to know. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks yeah, for absolutely. coming. We'll have you back on. We're enlightening us. Yeah, we want to have, we're going to have you back on to talk about some uh, female, female, more female issues. Female stuff, which would be really great. They have big things to talk about in the office all the time is poop and periods. Yep, periods is next. <laughs> a lot of I mean, I don't have health. one anymore. You don't know anything so. about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one anymore. So I don't have to worry about it, but we'll we'll do that episode for those of you who do. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but so. thank you. Yeah, yes, thank you for thanks coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Nice and, to meet uh, you. We did, I feel like I'm pretty proud we didn't get off topic too many times. No, no I, I, yeah, I think. It was all relative. We, yeah, I think we stuck <laughs> to it. We stuck to it. But guys, thanks yeah. for listening. Uh, uh, remember to, to rate, review, rate, subscribe. Five-star rating. Five-star five star warning. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.